Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. again with another episode of the shades of blue soccer show we got a result boys it feels good that was the greatest zero zero draw i have ever seen usa draw gets the point against england uh, uh an inspired performance can i can i use that phrase i think it was an inspired performance we the the boys stepped up another amazing game from tyler adams um and we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about the importance of the iran game but I do want to spend some time here and just make sure we can bask in the glory of Qatar being eliminated six days after setting up, spending billions <laughs> of dollars for this team and this tournament. And it was for six days and two losses. A shame. You know, you're yeah. a Seinfeld fan, uh, right, Cody? Yeah, I remember when Jerry used to say, oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was very good. Very good. Uh, okay, yeah. So honestly, every time I during all these games, anytime I see the uh, those white robes in this in the stands, it just gets me. It just irks me. I don't know why. Those white robes, it just really gets me. So you have plenty of um, fodder for the Iranian uh, match then as well. There, yeah, they'll they'll there will be plenty of that for sure. <laughs> and yeah. other things going on with Iran that we can or cannot talk about either way. Yeah, that's what's that's just why the World Cup is fun. You know, we if you can get past all of the atrocities, if that's a big if. But, you know, once right. we're like talking about this, it's just it's so crazy that this can come about two politically divisive nations and they're playing a game against each other. And it'll be, you know, it'll be more about just the players on the field. And it's going to be it's going to be a very exciting game. But yes, I want to talk about, I want to hear what Thad thinks of our boys against the three Lions. How are you feeling after that one, Thad? Actually pretty good. Uh, um, when they got that first draw, uh, I was I was not too, I was the one that was not t- terribly upset with that, right? Okay. I was saying that all they need to do is just keep getting points. And then you, if you go into that last game with needing a win against a team that can be beaten, they're not a pushover. I'm not saying any of that in any way, shape, or form, but you got to feel good about that, man. You said an inspired performance earlier, and I'm not sure if that would have been the exact same word I would have used, but I think it's the performance that we looked for these guys to do. I mean, they played against 
one of the top couple teams in the world by talent, if not by performance. Okay, but if that shot goes under the crossbar from Pulisic, then it is an inspired performance. So yeah, yeah, inches. we'll go with that. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll give you that one, man. I'll give you. Well, I think it's definitely an inspired performance. Because I think uh, you know the U.S. was inspired by who they were playing. I think that was a factor as well. We eat up the underdog part of this. Yeah, right. I, I honestly, I think this team could go toe to toe with any team in the world just because they thrive on this underdog thing and it's like an american thing i think right and we just we root for the underdogs they they really seem to get up for that but yeah obviously the question will be if uh if greg can get them going for for iran and i didn't mention that at the beginning here but i do want to talk about the situation with uh berhalter and reyna which is continuing to develop and getting more and more interesting here but uh let's i want to talk more about this game a uh, zero zero draw. I know we can't endlessly talk about it forever, but well, no, we can. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I really. Uh, we'll we'll look back to this at some point and go, hey, you remember that game? Exactly, exactly. Uh, no, I was the thing that I was most impressed by was that the first twenty minutes of that England really dominated. They were the ones that were on the front foot, and the fact that they didn't just lay down and go into a panic after that and you know, even regained control and had, and were the better team for the rest of the game. I was, I was very impressed by that. Yeah. I mean, we, I don't know if we were the best team for the last 10 minutes. That was a little hairy for right. a while, but um, I think the U S is tactics, uh, the four, four, two, putting the two forwards on the two center backs was an excellent idea. And I think that's something that uh, really turned the tide eventually once we got into that and pressed them where we need to press them. And, and it worked well. I liked the change with Haji Wright in there. Um, There was one moment, you know, he didn't necessarily have too many threats on goal, but there was one moment where um, a ball kind of comes into the box. It bounces straight up in the air and he gains control bodies off a defender and then turns and faces the defender taking on the English back line right outside the six yard box and, you know, almost crosses him up and, and, you know, I think won a corner out of it. But that was the moment I'm like, oh, my God, is this is this our guy? Like, do we have we have this big, strong dude up front now that can that can hang with the with the big guys? So, yeah, that was it was just a small moment. But that was I was big on Haji ride for that one. So, OK, are we going to talk about well, we'll talk about Iran in a minute because I was just going to ask, is he the one that starts next? But we can get into that later. Yeah, Thad, yeah. Got on Haji. Oh, no, I thought he did pretty well. Uh I was just going to say, like, you know, Burhalter has gotten a lot of crap throughout the entire time that he's been the coach and even before that. And so a lot of it justified, don't get me wrong. But a lot of the moves he made in this game, they were pre-planned moves. You know, there wasn't a lot of, I don't think there was a lot of in-game changes, but it was what threw, uh, threw England off. It, you know, uh, keeping Dest back instead of him going forward, putting McKinney out wide, all those things threw off England. And then... Um, you're talking about Haji, but to me, the player of the game was Tyler Adams. Oh, absolutely. Without a question. He's been absolutely amazing. And do you you see the passing map of England where there was just this big hole where there was nothing. And then somebody like put Tyler's uh, face into the middle of it. It's perfect. It is. It's that's all you need to, to see, to see how well he played in this game. And I'm sure the similar map would have looked the same on, on the Wales game as well. Um, 
Yeah. So did his value go up five, 10 more million in that one game? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's making himself millions every 90 minutes here. Is definitely with... uh, another. So let's get back to Greg Berhalter here. You mentioned he's gotten crap since the start and he has. And honestly, it was that started from the whole, they set him up for that. The U S soccer set him up for that. Yes, they did. Nobody got interviewed. That, that was what everyone was upset about right at the beginning is, and, and, and you know, he's got a brother that's in U S soccer or something like that. And, and this, so no, you know, Peter Ramis wasn't called for an interview. Nobody else spoke to anyone. And so that kind of, that was why people were hating on Baralta right from the start. But you know, he, he's done, like you said, he's made decisions that have gotten him this far. They did this against England, but there is still this very, very weird thing going on with Gio Reyna. Um, yep. Forgetting who is the, journalist that was the one that said this was it eric winalda uh some i think you're right yeah yeah winalda i think is the one that was talking about this i don't know who but journalist is that an accurate term for well, I, don't <laughs> I don't know i thought maybe he was a he's, somewhere at this point he's he is he's on serious satellite radio with uh, tony miola and it is interesting listening to him he's he's not quite throwing as many fireballs as he used to but he still drops some out there especially against people like Eric paulson but so what he is saying is that Berhalter just straight up lied about Reyna not playing in the first game and called it an injury, and then even asked Reyna to go along with this story, and when he didn't, that has caused a bit of a rift between them, and Winalda has also alleged that it's, you know, maybe even a problem with other players and Berhalter. So I, I, I can't believe all of that is going on while they were able to turn in a good performance. Maybe it's, is it in spite of Greg Berhalter? <laughs> Are they rallying around against him? <laughs> oh, that could be too, man. No, I knew there was like strangeness from the first game. I had not heard this last part, but, uh, you know, following the the comments after the game, Berhalter said he had some tightness. Then Reina said, no, I'm ready to go. Um, and then he was asked at a press conference about having that, that tightness or injury. And I don't know who asked it there, but he's like, no, I just said it was a uh, coach's decision, manager's choice or however he phrased it. And so he's kind of denying that he had said it earlier. I mean, this was like a white house press conference almost. Yeah. I don't know. I get, I'm not necessarily worried about it. I, I think that they're going to get the win against Iran, but it's just so strange that all that this is going on on the side. Like you said, Greg had been doing uh, enough like he we could we saw his plan in motion for this world cup and then there's also just this weird thing going along on the side to to kind of spoil the fun a little bit and and my praise of burr was not everything he's done to get here because i think he's made some big mistakes uh again what do i know but i just don't think he's done everything as well as he could have but i think in this game he he set him up to win and you know, other than a, a shot off a crossbar and uh, what McKinney had one from like just inside in inside the box that went high oh, and a, another opportunity. I, I can't remember. I think they had that was really good. They had the higher expected goals than England, more shots, you know, less possession, but they did everything. He made the most. He put the guys out there in a position to succeed and they did. Keep your knee over the ball, McKinney. Yeah. No oh, kidding. my gosh. <laughs> oh, that would have been so glorious. He, he did have a good game, though. And that's another uh, risk that Berhalter took this game was playing uh, basically all of those guys that were on a yellow card, and he survived 
the you know the survived the whole match without adding adding any to that and though they should be at full strength for for Iran which is the deciding game here the draw against England is kind of a moral victory and that's good we loved it but it really didn't have too much impact on the rest of the group play here um unless something crazy happens i guess with Wales and England so but, is that a concern that uh you know the guys have played the starters have played a lot of minutes that third game they're going to be spent or not well you wouldn't think so right that's they all knew <laughs> they've known for four years that that's how a world cup works when right training and fitness leading up to it. But that being said, we've talked about how players have kind of looked sluggish a little bit. We were talking on the 60th minute of the first game that there were some tired legs. And I thought Eunice Musa looked tired in like the 19th minute of, of this English game. <laughs> so it, that definitely, that definitely might be a concern and that might force Greg's hand to get Gio Reyna on the field more. <laughs> Well, at least Reina did come in at the end, though. Yeah, what uh, got... what minute was that? I rewatched and I forgot to make a note of that. I don't know. It, it was pretty 70, late. Right? Yeah, it was, it was late 70s, I thought, maybe. Well, there were some observers who commented that, you know, anybody watching Reina on the field can see that he's hampered by something. Um, I didn't watch him that closely to see if I could see that myself. But, uh, I mean, going back to Burhalter, I mean, is he dumb enough to lie about a situation where the truth is going to come out eventually and it's going to look really bad on him? I don't think he is. Yeah. So I'm sure there's something going on, but let's not get caught up in yeah. one particular person building this up to something maybe it isn't. Right. And yeah, you got to always remember. Well, uh, first of all, there was something weird with the whole comments after the first game. Yeah, there was right. something stupid about that. And I don't know why. Uh, in some defense of that, you I've often seen players say, yeah, I'm ready to play. But then coaches are like, no, we we got the stats from training. He's not right. completely fit. And maybe you're saving Reyna for the third game where you think he'd be more useful against a team that might bunker more. Maybe you're saving him for when you get to the knockout rounds. I mean, he took players that we knew were not completely fit. I mean, Reyna, I think, played uh, 90 minutes. He got up to 90 minutes in a game, you know, just a week or so before the world cup and obviously it was a different level you know so maybe that's part of it was he got up to that 90 minutes and they saw you know that the medical guys see things that players don't want to right. admit to because right. players want to be on the field and he may be protecting reina from his own stupidity quite honestly <laughs> okay reina pulisic several others have have a long history of injury so you're you're risking Pulisic being out there at any second. You're risking yeah. McKinney, et cetera. So maybe you're keeping the one guy that in reserve that he can fill in some spots too. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the logic. I'm just, I don't think that, like you said, Burhalter is stupid enough to just outright lie about something, right. but he might, he might not tell the truth in order to protect something. Right. So do you think Reyna is the type of guy that we need against an Iran? Uh, what might be, you know, putting uh, some sort of a bunker in there? Yeah, that's yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about Iran. They, it so they lost six to two against England in the opener. Looked terrible, and were zero zero against Wales through ninety plus minutes until a red card saw them a main advantage, and then they scored two in the hour long stoppage time of this tournament. <laughs> so it is a it is a stingy defense. Like they're they're going to be organized and smart defensively, and we will need someone direct like that and creative like that to break it down 
but I do still, I, I can't help but have this feeling of, well, it, whatever we did against England works. And if it worked against England, then, you know, let's just play who, who's, you know, the players that have been on the field that know what the, they're in the flow of the tournament. And I, you know, I don't know. I, Aronson and, and Reyna will definitely come in handy. I, I at least off of the bench because yeah, the, this team is going to be organized defensively and it's not going to be an easy game by any means. They are a top 20 FIFA ranked team. Yep. So I, I think a lot of casual fans are going to see this and just, you know, assume we should destroy them. And yes, we should beat them. But uh, yeah, this is definitely no given. And the added aspect of them only needing to play for a tie is is relevant here, uh, especially with the way that they're going to be playing. So the United States will definitely need some of that creativity from Reyna and Wea and the direct play from Aronson to, to break that down, I think. So, okay, Sargent starts the first game. We get the two forwards in the England game. Sargent comes on late as well. Is Jesus Ferreri the kind of guy that we need his movement off the ball to break down an Iran to help with that? I and mean, we didn't score against England as well as we played. We still didn't right. score. Yeah, so, that's why I would change that lineup. Yeah. And it's a, a different game. It's a different game. I mean, you have a different expectations of what they're going to play. So I, I would definitely change at least several of the players. Like in, in defense or up front? Mostly up front. Um, so think, you're talking about like taking Wea out. Cause he seems like the most, one of the most dangerous for me. Cause you're obviously Agreed. not talking about taking Pulisic out from the other wing. No, you're not doing that. Um, Wea, he's always been one of my favorite players. Don't get me wrong. I just, I'm, I'm wondering if he's more, uh, He's more effective with the, the the vertical game, where you know, getting up the field faster and getting the cross in, and right. and actually, I would have liked to have seen him at center forward in a couple of those games. Yeah, absolutely, that's a possibility. But when if you're expecting a team to bunker, it's uh, again, you never know if they're really going to, because you know the U.S. took the game to England quite a bit, and you would have expected the U.S. to just bunker. I mean, you know, they they had to sit back for a while, absorb some pressure, but then they started getting into the game and started, you know, taking it to England as much as possible. You don't know what Iran's going to do. They only have to play for a tie, but they also have motivation to come beat us. So right. that's the that's the real guess there, right? So if you think they're going to bunker, maybe you go a little bit different. If you think they're going to come out, and you go just, you know, go ahead and counter them as much as possible. So maybe you're right. Maybe you do go with the same team and then make a lot of changes at half. Well, you talked about Wea whipping in those crosses, getting down the wing, which he has been great at so far in this World Cup. And I think, and that's why I think, Robert, you asked about Haji Wright, if he should get the start again. And I think that he should just because of the physicality that we were talking about. The back line of Iran is not as big and forceful as as England. And I do think there is an opportunity for him to get get his head on some some crosses from Wea that's whipped in. So you mentioned Musa looking like he was fatigued, you know, early in the England match, and you know he played okay. Uh, is that a spot that who would you put in that spot instead? Is that an Aronson position he can play, or who would that be? Yeah, in the English in the England game, I was almost in favor of Kellen Acosta in there just because we needed the guys that just like, you know turn the game on its head and are forceful and and chip away at Mason Mount because we saw how easily he get he can get pissed off 
but this game I think is is different. I think it does suit maybe Aronson more, or you know, like we said, Musa did play well. He runs he runs like crazy, right? So, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I I bet Greg kind of does the same thing that he the same ish starting lineup, and then I think he really likes Aronson off the bench because it's just such a change right. of pace, and you know, it kind of makes everyone's heads go crazy when he comes off the bench. So is it a 4-3-3 we're going to see as opposed to the 4-4-2 against England? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I haven't. Does Greg switch formations quite a bit? I, I can't actually recall at the moment. No, it was a 4-3-3 against Wales. Mostly. I don't think he typically switches a lot. but It was, yeah, 4-3-3 against Wales. And then you could hear Gareth Southgate scream into the mic at one point uh, like a couple minutes in the the 442 that the u.s right. is playing <laughs> yeah yeah i love those sideline mics when they catch that <laughs> oh and we didn't even talk about weston mckinney uh wiping his hands I thought that was hilarious on yeah the <laughs> and i think the photographer thought it was funny too oh he loved it <laughs> yeah and he knew he was on national tv too <laughs> yeah. if that happened to me i would keep that bib man i would do everything i could just to steal it I have Weston sweat. I thought of I thought of that immediately. Of course, <laughs> there's a there's a friend of mine that's a photographer there. He was actually not too far from there. I think. I wonder. I'll have to see if he got some photos of it. So, okay, let's talk about a U.S. weakness. Uh, there were a couple of times, and this was mentioned in the broadcast that England was kind of you know step up when uh, uh, Zimmerman would get the ball. There were a couple of times we had some giveaways and some nervy moments. It's like, dang man, come on. Yeah, there were some giveaways, and that was the only worry. Like, you know, 60 minutes into that game, the English game, it was, we we can win this. Like, this is there for us. All three points are there. It's just if they can not make that big mistake on defense, which yeah. did kind of feel like it was coming. And they got bailed out a couple times. Well, Reem has been a beast, though. I've been Reem, very impressed. Tim Reem. I can't believe we made it this far into the podcast without talking about Tim Reem. <laughs> All the hate he's taken for so yep. long. At one point, it was just, if you saw him named to the roster even called up it would just make people so mad but yep. uh, yeah I'm, what, I'm in that category man <laughs> yeah that's yeah thad you you talked about the thought process of Beralter and and bringing yeah. in some of those guys that are are familiar with playing with them and obviously that has that has paid off because tim ream was just an absolute an absolute rock back there and he is slow he is <laughs> it, just, it just seems like for whatever reason in that game it didn't get tested it's well, yeah. he's got Tony, he's got Adams in front of him. So, right. <laughs> yeah, that, and, and that's when, that's when you can have those combinations when you, you have, you can have a slow center back when you have guys in front of you or to the side of you and, and you're doing the right formations. It, it, it doesn't have to be everybody's fast. It would be wonderful if everybody was fast, but just right. not reality. Now. Okay. That's a bit of a sporting Kansas city connection, but let me make even a different one. I yeah, think, you know where I was going with that. <laughs> I think the U S could benefit from not necessarily Graham Zuzi, but a guy who can play that long diagonal switch like Zuzi can to isolate our wingers a little bit more. I think that's a part of uh, the U.S.'s game that we don't have. Yeah, not necessarily a lot of dime droppers on on this team. Tim Ream can can move yeah. the ball around pretty well, and so can Zimmerman, I guess. But but yeah, there's uh, I mean Dest has done it. I, he has that in his arsenal, I guess, a little bit. But but yeah, that's a that's an aspect that. Sporting Kansas City uses all the time to switch up the field with with Graham Zuzzi. Yep. Yeah, I think it could be used, sir. If we if we had it strongly, it'd be a good thing. Yeah, I, I think Reem's the best at it on the team right now. 
especially against a team like Iran where you're going to have right. to out all the tricks. Yeah. Yeah. And you could also expect a lot of uh, set pieces, corner kicks, et cetera, in a game if the other team is bunkering. And I just have felt like Pulisic hasn't been the best at it. Hey, in England, Better. he was pretty good. Against was, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The pieces, he was actually frustrated that there weren't people there. There was one. It was the absolute perfect spot. And no, not one American moved. I don't know if right. he kicked it too soon or what, but he put it right on the spot. And it was just begging for Weston McKinney to come flying in there. It's like a free header for the English nobody, defender, whoever it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, so n- neither of you guys are betters, sports betters, right? I don't know what the line is on Christian Pulisic scoring a goal in this next game, but I am I am hammering that. If I if I was a betting man, Pulisic is just inching closer and closer, and he is going to score a goal in this game. I would actually put some not a lot of money because I never bet a lot of money unless it's a sure thing. And you would like what's that? And you would bet that if it's a sure thing, (laughs) that's not a sure thing. I know that's what I mean. That's I I will only bet when it's a sure thing. Somebody like bet me one time who was going to win the Indianapolis 500 when they didn't know it already finished. I'm like, (laughs) I told them it was already done. They're like, they're watching a replay, like, no, it's live. I said, okay, but no, Cody, you're right. A set pieces and bad two set pieces, uh, could be a definite game winner against Iran, especially. So let's. Let's hope that's the case. So where how are you guys feeling? Are they getting all three points that they need? Are the US getting out of this? Are they I'm I'm feeling like it'll be a, a late winner because that's just what the United States does. Uh, <laughs> it'll come it'll come before before the 98th, like Landon's um uh historic winner. But I do think they're gonna Algeria. Leave. It's it's gonna be a crazy, it's gonna be a crazy game. I think it's gonna be frustrating, but we're getting out of the group. Well, here's what's frustrating. Okay, so I spent all day yesterday at work not looking at my phone, not looking at my watch, hoping nobody would come into my branch and say anything about the game. (laughs) So that it sucks, man, not be able to see it live. So I had to come home and, of course, watch it last night. So I'm going to be doing the same thing next Tuesday. Did you avoid spoilers? I did. Man, World Cup notifications just come in from so many different places. CNN World Cup notification. Yeah. Like, I don't Google, know. How, there's no mom. way I could have avoided it. I just didn't look, man. My phone or watch went off. I did not look. Wasn't easy. Tuesday is a busy day for me normally, so that's going to be rough. But I have an out of office up on my calendar already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where, where are you watching from, Cody? Going to Power and Light or? Home well, or... I don't know that I can do that one in a big in a big atmosphere. I might be curled up at home or not. When I curled up, I will be standing directly in front of the TV, pacing back and forth by myself. So has anybody looked at the scenarios that we come in second in the group who we might play? I thought I had heard Netherlands, maybe. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know which group. Right. It is that group. And it looks like the Netherlands would finish first. At the moment, I think is what you're referring to. So that means we would, okay. if we finish second, we would be matched up with them. Okay. Uh, that group is, I am absolutely drawing a blank. That's Ecuador. Is Ecuador in that one? Netherlands, Ecuador. Um, man, where's David at? Where's our stats, man? We need to. <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling it back up here, man. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's, we need to just. Oh, I was just thinking out loud. <laughs> That's for the next podcast, the victory podcast. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, so I'm gonna make one of make you guys give me a prediction. 
We don't like doing that on this show, but Robert, give me a um, I think we might actually see some goals here. Uh, so my friends who think nothing happens in a soccer game can actually see something happen. Uh, I'm going two to one U.S. Two one, my safety, my safety, not confident. Yes, whatever <laughs> I like. Well, I want us to win, but I'm not really confident. I always say two to one. That uh, well, hey, I'm confident. Man, goals have been so hard to come by in this oh. this tournament for most teams, at least. Now oh, the floodgates are going to open, guys. Um. I'll go two one, and I'm gonna say Reina, just because I have to, and Tim Ream off a header, just because I it will make me just eat more crow. Oh my god, I would <laughs> love a Tim Ream header. That would be so great. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a Dosa Cero. Ah, uh, okay. Different than you guys. What would that be in Arabic? <laughs> I don't. You Actually, can't ask a question like that. And then not have an answer. You can't tee us up like that at the end and not have an answer. Thad's looking it up. I want Thad to pronounce this and do all of the the throat requirements necessary. Yep. No, no, no. But they don't speak Arabic. Oh, they don't. I'm sorry. It's Persian. Oh, oh oops, Michael. Wow. He looked it up. Uh, or Farsi. International. Well, I just want, I wanted to make sure I was right here because <laughs> I was pretty sure they didn't. They yeah, speak he, Farsi or Persian, and yeah, that's, my apologies. Yeah, Thad was all it's, over that the second you started talking. He was like, nope, I'm looking this up. <laughs> well, I was just double checking. I was pretty sure I was right, man. But I, I hate to speak with authority if I'm wrong. So, hmm. Worldly cultured show we have here. You learn something. <laughs> there you go. That's why I set it up. All right, boys. 90 minutes to get out of the group stage. I would have I would have loved this coming in. All we got to do is beat Iran and we advance out of the group stage. I'm taking that. Exactly. I would have preferred a draw. You know, only a draw is needed, but yeah. Oh come on, Thad! I thought I was trying to. It makes it exciting. Makes it exciting. There we go. That's as that's as good as I'm going to get out of Thad to end this podcast. <laughs> how, about, how about the rest of Concacaf though? Do we want to like dunk on them at this moment? Oh yeah, poor oh. Mexico. I'm not sorry about that. Lionel, we, we're recording just after the uh, the Argentina game. Messi came through, so glorious. It was because I put on my Tevez jersey at halftime. That's how that happened. Is that what it was? Okay. Costa Rica has looked like one of the worst teams in the tournament. And uh, and Canada has a chance to get out of their group still. And honestly, they looked, they lost to Belgium, but I think they looked like the better team. So that's going to be a good game tomorrow. Croatia, yes. Canada. Yes, yeah. we also have Spain, Germany tomorrow. That's going to be another and, good. Yes, Japan, uh, Japan, Costa Rica at four a.m. Yeah. I'll tell you, France has looked really good to me. That's the team that stood out to me so far, but I haven't seen all the games. So yeah, Mbappe locked in. France is France is just a very good team. Yeah. They have so much. They have so much talent, man. It's almost not fair. I mean, they're missing like several players, and they're just still that good. So, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we can end this podcast talking about how great France is, right? <laughs> <laughs> Go USA! No, but hey, I had to tweet out Dosa Zero after the Argentina game. Yes, I saw that. You beat me to it. I opened up Twitter to. Do it. <laughs> nice. Okay. USA. Go Yanks. And the white. And the blue. And we're coming.